intimacy with the Holy Ghost. When we talk of intimacy, we speak of closeness. So when we speak of intimacy between two people, or intimacy between us and the Holy Ghost, we speak of a close relationship with Him. We speak of a familiar relationship with Him. Intimacy is closeness, it's openness. It's closeness, it's openness, as intimacy. You see, man was made, he was created to be intimate. Man was created to have a relationship with God. Man was created for the purpose of relationship. Just as we live our daily lives and we we want to form new relationships with people, so also it is with the Holy Ghost. He wants to have a relationship with us. He wants to be intimate with us. Man was created to be intimate, to maintain the, a relationship with God. So we see in the book of Genesis that God would always go, he would always walk in the garden in the cool of the day. God wanted to be in constant fellowship with man. When God created Adam, the, the most important relationship that Adam had with, with the earth was with heaven. It was with God. That was the most important and the first, the first relationship that Adam had with God. And that is why the Holy Spirit is intimate with man. Its indwelling presence guarantees constant fellowship constant communion with with man god wants his will to be known he wants it he wants his his will to be established on earth and by reason of that he can only do this through man so he always wants to be in constant communion and fellowship with man But you see, when when Adam sinned, man was separated from God. There was a bridge in the relationship that God had with man. Man was no longer was no longer qualified to be an ambassador of God on earth. For the, the, there was no way man would have known the will of God except he was in constant fellowship with God. So you see, God's original plan for man was a relationship. God never wanted to achieve religion with man. He wanted to achieve fellowship. He wanted to achieve a relationship with man. God was looking for for sons scripture says as many that are led by the spirit of god they are the sons of god god was in search of sons he wasn't looking for servants or 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 just followers he was looking for sons he wanted a relationship with man not just a religion 
But man, man sinned and he was separated from God. And because man was separated from God, by reason of the fall of man, man declared his independence. But then man was created to be totally dependent on God. He was not created to live an independent life. He was created to be dependent on God. So when he declared his independence, man's insufficiency showed up. It's his insufficiency started showing up, and man was daily in struggles. And then God looked at man and, and he sent Jesus Christ to us. He sent Jesus. Christ died and then you exhorated. But then Christ did not leave us. He did not leave us empty. He did not leave us without one that would be of help to us. One that would be the great helper. He left us with the person of the Holy Spirit. Oh. If there is one great gift that we have received as believers, is the gift of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit wants to be wants to be in constant fellowship with us. He wants to be known. He seeks to be known. Yes, when we receive the life of Christ, we receive the personality of the Holy Spirit. But you see, the Holy Spirit doesn't want to be a dormant fellow within you. He wants to be heard. He wants to he wants to speak. He wants to be known. He wants to be in constant communion with us. Just as you have a friend and and then you would always want to talk to that friend, you always feel the need to be with that friend. So the Holy Spirit wants to so the Holy Spirit wants that also with us. He wants to talk to us. He wants to he wants us to constantly talk to him and talk with him. The the Holy Spirit was not given to be to just be in our life and then whenever we need him we'll just go to him now. It wasn't just given for that. There was more that, that God wanted to achieve when he gave us the Holy Spirit. Praise God. Let's open our Bibles to the book of John, chapter 14. This is where, where the, the um, Jesus gave us the promise of the of the 
of the Holy Spirit. John chapter 14 and verse 16. John chapter 14 and verse 16. Says, and I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. From verse 17, even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless, I will come to you. Yet a little while, and the world seeth me no more. But ye see me, because I live, ye shall live also. Praise God. Now, this is the promise of Jesus unto his disciples. Jesus was about to go. And then Thomas asked Jesus, how can they know the way? And then Jesus started giving them a rundown of how they can know the way. Kept, he told them that it was a way, the truth, the life. Then told them to keep his commandment. But then, when we look at John chapter fourteen verse sixteen, we see that Jesus said to the disciples that he shall give them another comforter. So Jesus was a comforter unto the disciples. He was a comforter, a great help. He was their great teacher. So the apostles could go to him and they can ask teachers to pray because they, they found a teacher in Jesus. They found a comforter in Jesus. So Jesus was about to be taken up and then it was the apostles were, the disciples, they were, they were troubled that when Jesus had gone, they would have no help. They would have no teacher. They would have no one. There would literally be no one that they would follow around. There would literally be no one that would teach them on how to teach them to heal the sick, teach, teach them to pray, teach them everything they needed to know. There would have been no one to take them through every process they needed to go. There would have been no one to be their source of strength. So Jesus understood their fear. He perceived their fear and then he said unto them that he will pray the Father to give them another comforter that we abide with you forever. So Jesus was a comforter unto was their comforter, but he was not to abide with them forever. So Jesus prayed the Father to send us the comforter, the Holy Spirit, that we abide with you with us forever. If your consecration with God remains true, the Holy Spirit will forever abide with you. That's one of the things he came to do, to be with us forever. So though we may not see Jesus, we may not have seen Jesus, we may not have been taught by Jesus, but the Holy Spirit is there. We have the Holy Spirit. Though we didn't go about with Jesus, but 
We carry the person of the Holy Spirit. Verse 14 says, Even the Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. The Holy Spirit is a spirit of truth. And the, and if you are not consecrated unto God, if you've not received the life of Christ, you cannot know him. Because the Holy Spirit wants to glorify Jesus within us. So except a man believes in Christ, except he accepts Christ, he would not have the Holy Spirit. He is the spirit of truth. And, and obviously the spirit of truth cannot dwell in the heart of lies. Neither can it dwell in a life that is not holy unto God. So the world do not know him. The world may have heard of him, but they do not know him. Jesus said, we know him because he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. Now, it's possible for you to know that someone is, is in a place. For example, it's possible to know for you to know that probably, okay, Sister Margaret was in a place. She came to that place. But it's also possible for you not to know her. So I can be in a place and you know that someone like this is in a place. But you may never really know me. Except you pull closer and desire to know me. Except you begin to ask questions that pertains to my life. or Questions concerning me in order to know me. Then you would know me. So I'm trying to make you understand that though Jesus said you know him, but the reason you know him is because he dwells with you and is in you. But have you known his personality? Have you known, known him for who he is? Do you just have knowledge that he dwells in you, is in you, or you know him? It's possible for you to to feel that I know the Holy Spirit. But sometimes you need to ask yourself, what do I know about him? What fully do I know about this person? And the truth is, the Holy Spirit wants to be known. So many times we've engaged God in prayers, but we've neglected the person of the Holy Spirit. So many times we've 
studied the scripture but we've neglected the person of the holy spirit and you see the truth is you can never really gain understanding of the scriptures except you involve him you can never truly commune with god except you engage him Jesus said to his disciples in John 16, 7, he said, It is expedient that I go away. It's important that I go. For if he does not go, the Holy Spirit would not come. So if Jesus had remained with us, the Holy Spirit would not have come. You know, when, when, when Jesus is saying it's expedient that he goes away, it therefore means that it's important, it's necessary, it's it's a composite thing that the, the Holy Spirit will, has to come. The reason why we still struggle in certain areas of our lives is because we've not involved the person of the Holy Spirit. For scripture says, when the spirit of truth shall come, it will guide you into all truths. So you've still not known the truth. You've still not been led into the truth because you've not accepted the Holy Spirit. The passion of the Holy Spirit. You've not known the passion of the Holy Spirit. So you still walk in in lies deception because the holy spirit has not become real to you and you see the spirit of the ministry of the holy spirit is not activated in your life until you beckon and you walk effectively with him until you beckon unto him and walk effectively with him the Holy Spirit, the ministry of the Holy Spirit will not be activated. So if you want to walk effectively with the Holy Spirit, you must beckon on Him. You must reach out to the Holy Spirit. You see, and it's all it's always there. Uh, it's he's always there. Like I said from the start that the Holy Spirit wants to achieve a relationship with us. He wants to achieve a relationship with us. So, except we yield to him, it would always just be that dormant, that dormant fellow in our lives. So, except we beckon on him to come, uh, it, will, it won't really come. It won't yield. It won't come to us. He will just be there. And you see, it grieves the Holy Spirit that every time we engage, we go about our daily engagements, we do not involve Him. It's possible to go through 24 hours of a day yet without involving the person of the Holy Spirit. See, and I want you to know that intimacy with the Holy Spirit is achievable. Is achievable. Yes. Is achievable. 
you must you can come to a point of a close relationship with him where you learn his ways when his thoughts become known to you when his desires becomes known to you and you follow them Now, if you would walk effectively with the Holy Spirit, there are three things you must know. You must understand that the Holy Spirit is the Lord's Spirit. As in 2 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 17. Second Corinthians chapter 3 verse 17. Now the Lord is that spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. You must understand that the Holy Spirit is a Lord's spirit. And Lord means owner, in charge, authority. So to work with the, with the Lord effectively, you must come to a point of total submission and surrender to him. You know, God, God, God is looking for men that will, that will surrender, that will be in total submission to Him. You cannot walk with the Lord's Spirit beyond the level of your submission to Him. Understanding His Lordship in your life brings you to a point of submitting your life to Him. Come to the point of total submission. And the problem we have is that we still we still believe that we are we are very strong and mighty. <laughs> uh, uh, until you come to that point where you realize that your life is full of nothingness except by the through the Holy Spirit. If you would work with the Lord effectively, you must totally submit and surrender to Him. He is Lord. He is Lord. He is in charge. He has authority. Make Him realize that He has authority over your life. You are, you are nothing without Him. Come to that point where you tell Him, Lord, I am nothing without you. You are in charge. You are the owner of my life. Oh, glory. You are the owner. And you see, how well you live your life is dependent on how well you walk with the Holy Spirit. And it cannot leave, leave you when you have not submitted. Submission, submission grants him access into our lives. Until you submit, it won't have access to lead you. Until you submit to Him, 
he won't have access to lead you. So we are the we are the ones that gives him the access into our lives by our submission. By submitting with him. So if you would become intimate with him, you must understand that he is Lord, he is the Lord's Spirit, and he's in charge of your life. He, is in charge we've not learned the 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 act of submitting to god or submitting to him so every time we always have one struggle or the other except you submit to the holy spirit except you submit to him Yes, it's a new. Yes, it's your body is a temple, but the Holy Spirit would never force a man. No, he never does. He's too gentle to so to force a man. No. So, so accept you letting him. Accept you letting him. And the truth is, he wants you to let him in. He wants us to let him in. He wants to have a walk with us. Beyond the knowledge of him, of him being within us, he wants us to have an experience with him. It's good to have the knowledge, but can we seek to have the experience? An experience with him. That will change us, that will transform us and experience with you. I understand you can pray, I understand you can study the scriptures effectively, but can we can you stop neglecting the Holy Ghost? Can we stop neglecting him? You get to the point where every decision we make is based on what the Holy Ghost says. <laughs> Can we get to the point where even the food we eat is based on what He decides? The clothes we wear, it's based on what He wants. <laughs> it sounds funny when, when, when people say that. I asked the Holy Ghost what to wear before I went. But you see, that's how much he wants to be involved in everything, in everything. As, as far, as little as the clothes you wear, the things you eat, he wants to be involved. The decisions you make, he wants to be involved. So when you submit to him, once you ask, you grant him access into your life to lead you.
The second way to work effectively with him is to spend time with him. Fellowship. Spend time with him. Fellowship. Fellowship is communion. The Holy Spirit wants to constantly commune with us. Like I said, he yearns to be heard, to be talked to and talked with. He wants to constantly fellowship, to be in communion with us. He doesn't want to be to be heard only when we have needs. He doesn't want to be heard only when we have an issue, a problem that we need a solution for. He doesn't want to be heard. At just a particular time, we know how to set a time to to, to pray. It's it's not wrong though, but he wants to be heard at all times. Imagine if you have a friend, and I'm using friend mostly because that's the closest one we we know as as um, humans. So. Imagine you have this very close friend and then both of you are in the same place at all times because the Holy Spirit is in you at all times. So wherever you are, there he is. So if you and this your close friend are in the same place, imagine not speaking to each other for a whole day or imagine you not telling her or telling him that would only talk at three o'clock from three o'clock to four o'clock that's the only time we talk then how do you grow that friendship oh imagine both of you are just in that place and you don't just talk to each other at all for example you don't talk to each other at all then how how will you grow that friendship is no that friend is not a wood. <laughs> Both of you are not wood that doesn't speak. The Holy Spirit is not a wood. He wants to be speak. He is a personality. He desires constant and consistent fellowship with us. And you see, fellowship is achieved via prayers and meditation of the scriptures. When I say prayers, I'm not saying just being in one place and praying in tongues and just that. No. Yeah. Prayers can be just you saying, Holy Spirit, which way should I go? That's prayer. What is prayer? Talking to God. So that's prayer. Probably you are stranded at a particular place and you are like, Holy Spirit, where should I go? That's prayer. Probably you need money. Let me use money. You need money and you are like, Holy Spirit, I need money. But most times we don't we go to him just to ask for these things can there just be a time where you ju- you're just like holy spirit i love you 
or Holy Spirit, I have nothing to say, but I just want to stay with you. I just want to have an experience with you. I have no needs to ask for. I just want to dwell in your presence, to be soaked in it. You cannot know someone you do not talk to. You cannot know someone you do not commune with. You cannot know someone you do not read about. You cannot know someone you do not you do not desire to experience. You cannot know him. So I just So as you desire to become intimate with him, spend more time with him. Spend more time with him than you spend with people. Spend more time with him. The moment the attention of people becomes more important to you than the attention of the Holy Spirit, you've missed it. You've missed it. You're, you're going in the wrong direction. The moment you see, the moment you desire to be around people more, talk to people more, then there is a need for you to retrace your steps back to the Holy Spirit. The moment you moment you desire to be in the midst of people to commune with them more then you've missed it honestly it cannot be fighting for your attention and and you have your attention is focused on on people i'm not saying you shouldn't relate with people but i'm saying they should be you should relate with him more than you relate with people. Fellowship. Spend more time with him. Fellowship with him. Fellowship with him. Spend more time with him. Spend more time with him than you spend with anyone else. The third thing you must know thing you must do to effectively work with the Holy Spirit is to understand that He is a person. Is to understand that the Holy Spirit is a person. It's not a tool. It's not a word. It's not a tool to be used. We've, we've learned to use Him too much. We've used Him more than we've communed with Him. We've used Him more than we've related with Him. Understand that He is a person. The proof that somebody is a person is that he has feelings, he has emotions, he can be he can be happy or grieved, he can talk. He must understand that he is a person. And, and if you are a person, and if he is a person, he wants to, he has these emotions, he has uh, he feels happy most times and then he feels grieved also. 
And a lot of times it's based on the things we do. Based on the things we do with him. Pastor may asked the question, he said, what would you do with the Holy Ghost? What would you do with him? Every time you relate with him, every time you talk to him, he's happy. Honestly, every time you do what he says, you follow his instructions, you obey his instructions. Every time you follow his ways, you choose his ways, be above the ways of the world, you make him happy. But every time you disobey him, every time you choose the ways of the world and his ways, every time you neglect him, you grieve the Holy Ghost. Every time you take that decision without asking him, you grieve him. Every time you do that thing without asking him, you grieve him. Every time you start up a new business without asking him, you grieve him. Every time you have an issue in school and you don't talk to him, you grieve him. Every time you seek for the opinions of your friends more than you seek for his opinion, you grieve him. You grieve him. He wants to be known. He wants to be heard. Can we stop neglecting the emotions of the Holy Spirit? If you cannot stand that loved one being sad, how come you can stand the Holy Spirit in pain? How come you can st stand the Holy Spirit grieved? A lot of times when you are feeling down, a lot of times when you are feeling, when you are not, you, you feel like, I'm not feeling myself. Oh, I'm, I'm just feeling sad without knowing why. It's because the Holy Spirit is grieved. Most times, it's because the Holy Spirit is grieved. He is a person. He wants to be heard. He wants to be known. He wants to be talked with, related with at all times. He doesn't want you to keep neglecting him. The greatest need of every person is relationship. And that is what he wants with you. Intimacy is achievable. It's achievable. So, so achievable. Intimacy can be achieved. We've talked a lot about the grace of God. We've talked a lot about the love of God. But how come we've neglected communion with the Holy Ghost? Scripture said the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion. And, and, not all, not all the communion is and the communion of the Holy Ghost. Be with you all with you all we've left him for too long we've abandoned him for too long we've abandoned him for too long the reason our lives are, are the way it is is because we've neglected the holy spirit i said you can how well you live your life is dependent on how well you walk with him 
is dependent on how well you walk with him. We've desired for, for, for his move too much than we've desired for him. And we've had a desire for him. Oh, Kabbalia Dabash, the Beledia Kapandi. Ah, Kaye de Boshadan, Bergadin Sananti. He's calling us back to the place of intimacy. He's calling us back to the place of intimacy. He's calling us back to the place of intimacy. A lot of believers have learned to walk in the house of God, to walk for Him, but they've neglected Him. His work with you or your work with him should be more important than any other thing. It should even be more important than ministry itself. As, as much as ministry is good, your work with him should be more important. The day you, the day you exalt ministry more than him, you've lost it. You've lost the way. A few of us, some of us may have become more, more interested in ministering, more interested in probably if if that's where your your assignment lies in pulpit ministry, a lot of us have become more interested in it than we've become interested in him. And we've forgotten that when we started. We started with the Holy Spirit. We started with loving Him. We started with hunger for Him. We started with passion for Him. We started with desires to just be with Him, to just spend time with Him, desires to know Him. We hungered for Him. No more do we say, as the deep hands for the water, so our hearts long for you because we've neglected him too much. We've become more interested in ministrations, become more interested in, in every other thing that pertains to our life, then we become interested in him. See, the Holy Spirit is, is very much interested in every area of your life. But he's also very interested in spending time with you. Wherever you are, can you just open your mouth and say, Lord, return me back to the place of intimacy with you. Return me back to the place of intimacy with you, Lord. Show mercies. Show mercies. I acknowledge that you are Lord over my life. Holy Spirit, I acknowledge that you are Lord over my life. Show mercies. Return me back to the place of intimacy. 
Return us back to the place of intimacy. Like a disanamante, a credo sabratis caparia da cabasha de brecati cubanta, a clabrando sepe legati, sacabrucato sepe legati, sacabrucato valiacata, o capan de la brecati, sacatai librucato, secata de legati capacatalia catashan and a catalia nakata. Oh God, take us back to the place of intimacy with you. Take us back to the place of fellowship. Kabashati le bragadi sukapante le bragadi sakapari akatabashati. Show mercies, O God. Show mercies, O God. Return us back to the place of intimacy. Kamande sunamanta eklito sabrogadi sakapari akatashabrdo sebelegadi samanante eklabrando sebelegadi brukoto basakati. By your mercies, O God. Take us back. My desire be you, O God, be you, O God, be you, O God. You open your mouth and say, Lord, whatever has taken your place in my life, Lord, take it away, take it away, take it away, take it away. I submit to you, Lord. Kabashati, Eklaprandis, Kaparia, Katwash, Kabrakato, Sepelekati. Oh, I submit to you, O God. Everything that has occupied your place in my life, in my heart, Lord, take it away. Kabashanamante, Eklaprakato, Sepelekati. I drop it all, I drop it all, oh God. I bring my will, O God, in submission to you. I bring my will, my desires, my ambitions. I bring my thoughts in submission to you, Holy Ghost. Be Lord, be Lord, be Lord. Everything that pertains to me, Lord, I bring it in submission to you. Acknowledge that you are Lord. I acknowledge that you are Lord over my life. I acknowledge that you are Lord. I keep on shut up. I let this happen. I let this happen. I cut wash. I cut wash. I let this happen. I cut wash. 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 I cut wash